Before we get started, we just wanted to read a quick disclaimer. First and foremost, this is a comedy slash true crime podcast. We are a few guys who like to laugh and crack jokes. We understand the nature of the topic is very disheartening and grim, but our aim here is to bring to light these real-life situations so you, the listener, can be more aware of your surroundings and hopefully laugh alongside with us. We will not make jokes about the victims or the families impacted by the unfortunate situations, but we will make jokes about the perpetrator or anywhere we see fit. If you don't believe people should be joking about this subject, or if you are expecting a more serious retelling of the event, or if you do not like commentary and banter on the subject, then this is not the podcast for you. Alrighty then, welcome back everybody. Uh, My name is Brian. And I'm Will. My name is Octavio. And today we're going to be celebrating our 25th episode of Bloodthirsty Times. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, man. It's our fucking six month episode, dude. So we'll be having uh we'll be be having some fun Super with this exciting. episode today. Yeah. Uh yeah, so join us in these bloodthirsty times. on a small scale what governments do on a large one they are a product of the times and these are bloodthirsty times mm. yeah. yeah i don't know it sounds super like a lot more bassy to me this yeah time. yeah yeah, yeah last week louder. i remember yeah i think that's what it is because uh, the levels that i had it at were a tiny bit louder mm-hmm. and uh, i was like yeah this is bassy, what is this dude. this is our new banter music oh is it just oh. for the 25th yeah I love it. <laughs> oh, like Richard's bringing out the big guns for the yeah. 25th. He's uh, he's he's stepping his game up a little bit, but yeah, he um, yeah, man, like it's uh, it's our twenty fifth episode. You know, kind of like we mentioned, and uh, it's dude. So think about this for a minute. We've been doing this for six months. It That's is one wild. episode per week. Wild. So wait, it's been six months. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. it right? Does no not way. feel like it. Yeah. No way. Yeah, we've been doing this since February, man. So damn. And we made we made almost no progress. <laughs> pretty, pretty much man but hey well when you say um, six months i'm like damn dude it's been that long half yeah. a year yeah yeah we've been talking in the people's ears yeah we've been <laughs> whispering sweet yeah, nothings yeah, into sweet their nothings ears. In ears for six months <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we've been building our army of 50 people or so yes. <laughs> or so or so our 50 maybe 60 listeners <laughs> So man, I'm super excited. Are you guys excited? Oh, dude, I'm way pumped. This is gonna be yeah, fun. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. The whole vibe. You have to realize how pumped. Thing. Yeah, how pumped I am because we're at our 25th. This is a big milestone for us. Yeah, so. it really it is. is. Yeah, it really uh, is. Yeah, man, it's a it's a pretty big deal. I mean, when we first started, I love this music by the way. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> man, it's fucking perfect. So, um, yeah, man, like when we first started, we were just kind of like, uh, yeah, we, let's start a podcast. Fuck it, why not? And so mm-hmm. we we're just like, you know, the first few episodes, we were just kind of kind of do our thing and see how it goes, and eventually just kind of turned into uh, what it is today. And we hope you guys really enjoy that. So. Um, no, it, it was definitely one of those like pen to paper type of things, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about it and we're like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, I remember I, and, I brought it up or something and then Brian's like, just do it. I'm like, what do you mean, let's just do it? Let's yeah. fucking do it. Yeah, fuck what it. What do you dude. mean? Let's just fuck <laughs> it, dude. And oh, you, you mean what? we could just do something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what we said? Fuck it. Fucking do it, huh? Fuck it. Do it live, dude. Do it live. Here we are. And we, then 25 we did. episodes in and 
this has been really fun. Yeah, and uh, for those listening out there, we're going to be, uh, you know, we're, we're it's not going to be your regular, you know, run of the mill kind of um, you know, episode. This we're not going to be talking about, uh, you know, really any sort of murders or like you know paranormal or unsolved cases or anything like that. So we're going to be joking around and. We're just going to be having a lot of fun with this one, and we're just going to be talking about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. We might yeah. not even talk about anything at all. Who knows? Fuck it. Who and knows? Uh, we're going to be drinking, probably, maybe. Oh, what do you mean, probably? Already, maybe a little uh, bit. Oh, dude, I am. Yeah. We're so deep right now. Dude, I am sauced. <laughs> yeah, man. <it's, laughs> I am sauced. Yeah. Get so, that beer crack going. Yeah, hey, dude. So, uh, you guys are in for a good one, because we're going to be... And we've each come up with... A little fucked up. Yeah, we've each come up with a few stories to tell. Yeah. Just to kind of... Fun change, little stories that don't change it up a little bit. Yeah, for me, it was stories I picked that wouldn't fit an entire episode. Just fun little stories. That's yeah. what I picked. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, hope you guys are gonna get you know locked and loaded because it's gonna get pretty saucy in here. Ooh. Now, uh, before we get to all that is holy, um, we wanted to dedicate this next uh, portion of our time to all of our supporters that have been listening to us and um, all of our fans that have stuck with us, you know, this far. Uh, so we really appreciate all you listeners out there, and and we'll be giving you guys a very specific shout out today. Um, so Richard, Richard, if you can, Richard, Hit it. yeah. Oh, it looks like Richard is—he's actually stepping up his game, and he Ooh. actually hired a there full a on whole, orchestra. Oh, there's no a whole way. orchestra in the studio. That's yeah, crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I was bring wondering it, who all these in. people were like. Yeah, he just there's like fifty is that people a, here. Is right that now. a trombone? <laughs> is that yeah. an oboe? <laughs> yeah, is that a didgeridoo? Yeah, is that over there? Yeah, is that over there? <laughs> Why do we got a didgeridoo? Hey, you never know. Richard uh, said, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> all right, all right. So let's, uh, with uh, without any other uh, interruptions, we shall commemorate this next bit to all of our supporters. So let's hear what Richard's got. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 Is Vladimir Putin coming in or what? I was hoping uh, you would play this on All right, Putin. All right, Putin. What do you got? What do you got for us? All right, we'll start with. Oh. Oh. Yeah, you wanted easy. to take a break there. Yeah, easy, boys. Easy, boys. What happened? Oh, my God. What is happening right now? I don't know. All right. Yeah, so. Yeah, <laughs> the sneeze. <laughs> All right, so we're going to read the names of our top supporters. So, starting off first, Nikki Blaze. Oh, is it now me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're going to cross. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah like a uh, Greg Valenzuela. Emily Gonzalez. Jeremiah Rossetti. My sister, Megan Orr. My brother, Josh Gonzalez. Mr. David Castro. Sir Ryan Ferguson. The OG Alicia Nava. Catherine Marlene. My counterpart, Asia Dickey. The homie from long ago, Antoinette Nicholson. Ileana Valencia. The HR department, Jackie Garcia. <laughs> and our super fan, Cheryl Dimitri. Nice. Yeah, so we just wanted to say, you know, thank you again uh, to everyone, uh, also including those that we didn't name here today. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we wanted to give you all a shout out and we love all of you listening out there today. Um, so be sure to let us know that, you know, you're enjoying the content and the episodes that we're putting out. 
Um, and let us know that you're there, that you exist, <laughs> so that you know. We can't with this music, bro. <laughs> Which is I so intense. Yeah, I was it's, so hoping for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we want to make it grand episode. So well, you know what? If what you're listening to this and you want a shout out, let yeah. us know on our social media. We yeah. will hit us up. Send us an email. We are yeah. whores to the shout outs. Just yeah, say exactly. your name. We'll say it. Yeah, man. Yeah, leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram, or you can even email us with any episode ideas or something that you want us to uh, to cover specifically. Uh, we read all of them, and again, we want to thank you all for listening and supporting us here at the Bloodthirsty Times. Yeah, bloodthirstypod at gmail.com. Or leave us a voice message at anchor.fm. Yeah, anchor.fm, there we go. And uh, yeah. see if... Yeah. Uh, Looks like it's about to end here. Mm-hmm. He's almost. Yep. He's riding out on his horse, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> and Vladimir Putin is, uh, yeah, joining us here today. He's making his exit on his mighty stallion. And of of course, we have Katniss Everdeen. She's the favorite to win this year's Hunger Games. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> yeah, man. Tribute. So, yeah, She's a tribute. <laughs> I volunteer as a tribute. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, with that being said, let's go ahead and uh, let's the festivities begin. <laughs> that horn. <laughs> now, also joining us today is a very good friend of ours. Uh, in the red corner, we have the rude, crude, lewd dude himself, yeah. Mister Chris Pabst, hailing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hailing from Riverside, California, and fighting out of San Martin, Mississippi. So welcome, welcome to the show, Mr. Chris Paps. How are you doing, man? Hello, everybody. Hello, TV Land. How are you doing? Good, good. Good to have you on the show, buddy. It's been you know, we've been meaning to have you here for a while, and you're fresh off a of fight. So we're like, what better day to do it than our 25th episode? Yay! Oh, we're not doing that thing. No. <laughs> hey, we love to have Time. you. Oh, yeah, heck yeah, man. It, man. Appreciate yeah. it. So how are things going? You guys also have nothing to do on a Sunday? Exactly. (laughs) Pretty much, man. Just here talking about dumb shit. That's right. That's right. How was, uh, so you had a, you had a fight yesterday. Is that right? Uh, Yes, I did. Um, Out there in Pascagoula, Mississippi, the rude, crude, lewd dude, Chris Pats went up against Vladimir Koloff. And I do not appreciate that Russian anthem you just played. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a a thorn in your side. That was a direct dig. Yeah. (laughs) No, it worked out perfect. Yeah, yeah that did work out really well. <laughs> well to be, he won, right? No, no, no. Last night, uh, I was inches away from the man tapping, and someone else decided to slide in, hit me in the head, and disqualify the match. Oh, so, no. I did, outside I did interference. Champion last night. But... Boo. Yeah, that ain't, that ain't right, hey, man. Hey, guess what? What? You're a winner in our hearts. <laughs> right here, man. You got it right here. <laughs> Chris Pat is the winner of my heart every yeah. day. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Hell yeah, that. dude. Yeah, it's super, super awesome to have you here with us. And uh, yeah, we're just going to be hanging out like we normally do. We're just going to be talking and, you know, telling some funny stories. And um, yeah, man, we're super happy to have you. Ah, thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So yeah, like I mentioned before, uh, we're going to be doing things a little bit different today. Um, and to th- start things off, um, I've asked Octavio and Will uh, to choose a couple of stories on whatever topic that they wanted to talk about. Um, again, we, like the others, we don't know what we're going to be talking about, so they could be 
yeah. talking about fucking whatever the hell. Oh. So it's going to be a complete mystery it's on be fucking those, uh, you know, those stories. So, uh, yeah, man, it's going to are pretty on par for what I am. So, <laughs> okay. Nice, dude. Nice. So, um, yeah, these are going to be a little bit shorter stories. You know, they're not going to take up too much time because you know, we're all going to be kind of rotating here. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different and hope you guys really enjoy this one. So, uh, in that case, so I'm going to go ahead and start off with the first one and, uh, we'll, we'll get back to the banter music here. Ooh, I like it. Ooh. Yeah. You're telling your story to this? Yeah. Okay. You'll see, you'll see why. Now I'm really It has curious. to be upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh and she was murdered in her own bed. <laughs> got tiptoed down the stairs. Right. The room. right. So yeah, the uh, the the first story is going to take us to uh to our lovely homeland of Southern California. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, what's, oh yeah, what's you want to do it? Yeah. yeah, there we yeah. go. All right. So, what comes to mind when you guys think about Disneyland? Uh Long lines. No, I was gonna say Mickey Mouse, but okay. No, too too, too damn expensive. Expensive, yeah. Expensive shit. Perhaps maybe Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh, yeah, that's a good ride. That's a good ride. Yeah, the Haunted Mansion. Do you know you can even better? Do you know you can buy a candle that smells like the scent they put into? The Pirates of Caribbean. I, I 100% thought you were going to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow's like vagina candle. No, <laughs> you know, that that probably smells like fish. But you know what's even better um, than Gwyneth Paltrow's? Yeah. Darnell Rollins has a vagina scented candle, and it's <laughs> yeah, no, no, hers probably smells like a fish market in Portland, Oregon. Um, but no, go ahead. Right. Yeah. So um, also there's the Matterhorn, uh, you know, that's also there as well. Uh Or maybe you're a fan of the Main Street Electrical Parade. Yeah. So guess what? Doesn't matter. None of that matters. (laughs) Well, because I wasn't a fan of that. (laughs) The most boring thing is the mainstream. No, it's not. No, it is not. We will fight after the episode. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. Fisticuffs, son. Let's go. So your immediate association with the wonderful world of Disney probably doesn't include the history of underwear and also probably doesn't rank high on your list. Yet, when the Magic Kingdom first opened in sunny SoCal in 1955, it included Hollywood Maxwell's intimate apparel shop, showcasing none other than the wonderful Wizard of Bras. No way. Yeah. So Disney's version of Victoria's Secret? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Wait, was there an actual bra or was there multiple bras? It was a it was a shop of lingerie. So <laughs> lingerie you're, think, of, think of Victoria's Secret, but mm-hmm. you have Mickey Mouse standing behind you, judging you. <laughs> <laughs> judging you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was it, was it oh, bra? Uh-huh. Oh, there's a bra? Oh, oh boy. Now, if, you, <laughs> if you're assuming the lingerie shop slipped under the, uh, the radar, get ready for a big surprise. Now, Southern California newspaper inserts uh, were taken out by Disney and actively tooted the shop uh, from the Long Beach Press-Telegram to the Santa Ana Register. Touted. And these these ads, touted, uh, these ads <laughs> attest to the intimate apparel shop's surprisingly prominent role. Ooh, really? Yeah. So who was the wonderful Wizard of Bras? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Wait, uh, do you know this information? What year was it opened? Like this happened like the first year it was opened? 1955. So this 50s, is like a solid year. Okay. A solid year, right? I was like, solid, that was a good year. Solid year for a white man, for sure. <laughs> right, oh, right. Know. 
No, now, none of us would, except for Will. Of course, what? this all of this begs the question <laughs> of who was the wonderful Wizard of Braz? Now, none other than Herndon J. Norris, the president <laughs> of the Hollywood Maxwell Brazier Company. One, one more time. Quite a name, right? Herndon. Herndon J. Norris. J. Norris. <laughs> Now, uh, Disneyland even uh, used his pre-recorded voice to MC an underwear history lesson, showcasing styles from the 19th through mid-20th centuries. So think about that for a minute. Like, <laughs> So he, he pre-recorded his voice giving a history of like underwear, like, and over here we have the thong. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, they were all granny panties back then. Like, oh, yeah. Look at this corset with Mickey hey, look, Mouse on the can, front. You can see like slight some butt cheeks, like barely any butt cheeks. <laughs> butt cheeks. <laughs> look at these ankles. But, like, yeah. 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 How promiscuous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, look at these fucking drawers. You can see her kneecaps. <laughs> They're actually wooden drawers like in a cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> so how did a lingerie company earn such a conspicuous spot in a kid's amusement park? Mm. Now, the partnership likely proved strategic for the budding playground. After all, Norris represented one of the most famous names in American business in 1955. And as supplemental advertising from the Santa Ana Register explains that the wonderful Wizard of Bras, famed symbol of the Hollywood Maxwell Brazier Company and major domo of the novel, eye-popping exhibit prepared by Disneyland by this manufacturer of intimate apparel is one of the major magicians in the nation's greatest magic land. I like wow. So they were really giving him some praise about this. Yeah, they were like, absolutely. yeah, he's such a, oh man, he's such a revolutionary bringing the bras to the Oh, kids. he was a genie. I bet he invented the underwire. <laughs> underwire. Mm. That's what it's now, called, right? For those, yeah, the, the big titty bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. Wow. 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 That was really offensive. Wow. Uh, Bring it down. Did did he come up with with the term over the shoulder boulder holder? (laughs) (laughs) Dobonk (laughs) Honkaros. The big bazungas. Yeah. Kahunka Bankaloos. <laughs> oh, that, that's what they say in Hawaii, right? <laughs> that's yeah. like the retro turbo calculators. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, despite the hype about the wonderful underwear wizard, the intimate apparel shop didn't last long. Just six months after it opened in January 1956, the Magic Kingdom bid farewell to the Brazier Marvel. Uh, and for the record, though, the Intimate Apparel Shop had greater staying power than some of the businesses on Main Street. For example, Grandma's Baby Shop closed before the end of 1955. Did Grandma sell babies? Yeah, it was like, hey, you want a baby? Here you go. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. Yeah. Yeah. You, walk, you walk in as a couple, like, yeah, we'll take a baby home, I guess. I guess. All right, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, going? Su- souvenir? You want a souvenir yeah, baby? Souvenir from Disneyland. Every fifth customer gets a baby. Yeah, yeah. This, this baby's half off, so. Yeah. Which yeah. part? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're, they're half off because weird amputation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and also, the iconic silhouette shop replaced it and still attracts lar- large crowds today. Mm. So the intimate apparel shop's closure made way for the expansion of the neighboring China Closet, which is a glass and china shop. For years, the store featured a large china closet, 
sign that uh, detracted from and covered up much of the building's intricate Victorian-inspired upper balcony. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, yeah, they've s- got in there. Yeah, right. Fortunately, they've since removed the sign, revealing incredible architectural details. And in 2009, the Disney crew added and uh, added a painted window advertisement to the upper middle window of the baby blue Victorian house. Now, the ad promotes the Palm Parlor and one Roland Fargo Crump. <laughs> I don't know what that... I'm what sorry, that, I'm sorry Fargo, what? <laughs> these are some names, sorry, man. What, I'm telling I'm you. Sorry, sorry, what was that? Roland Fargo Crump, a.k.a. Oh. Ra- Raleigh Crump. <laughs> Despite yeah. the Palm Reader advertisement, the front door is locked. And oh. uh, the interior space remains devoted to the China Closet. As it turns out, the window represents a shout-out to Crump, uh, who helped design many of Disneyland's weirdest places, including the Haunted Mansion and the Enchanted Tiki Room. Of course, there's still one loose end we need to tie up when it comes to the strange story of intimate apparel peddled in a children's theme park. What ultimately became of Hollywood Maxwell brand? Now, the business merged with the Vassar Company of Chicago in 1958, uh, a part of uh, then-underwear giant Munsingwear. Yeah, definitely know them. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, yeah, I, I wear that 100%. It's the yeah. only thing I wear is Munsingwear. <laughs> Sponsored by Munsingwear. <laughs> yeah. Now, today, Munsingwear is known as Premium Wear Incorporated, but you'd like to be more familiar with one of its market brands, Jockey. Ooh. Oh, I like their underwear. Yeah, definitely no yeah. jockey. I like their boxers. Yeah, use 10%. Uh, use Bloodthirsty uh, <laughs> Pod. 10% at your checkout. Now, the 1958 merger transformed Hollywood Maxwell oh, into uh, Vassaret Intimate Apparel, a brand thriving <laughs> under the larger umbrella of Vanity Fair brands. Uh, believe it or not. So this means you can technically still purchase drawers and more from the wonderful Wizard of Bras. Oh, you know, no way. I think if they kept that today, like if they brought it back, because it wouldn't have survived those last 40 years for sure mm-hmm. with the mentality of it's a children's park. But I think if you bring it back today, there's a lot of women who are really into Disney who would love Disney brought lingerie. <laughs> yeah, if you had the Mickey Mouse ears <clears throat> on your fucking butt cheeks. Yeah, I think, dude, I think if they brought it back nothing. today... I think I, if they brought it back today, they'd make a killing, dude. I think, I think so, so, too. Yeah. Hold on. Can you uh, edit that out? I'm going to make my own fucking market for Mickey <laughs> oh, Mouse here. That's your first million underwear. dollars right there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Mickey yeah, Mouse, Mickey Mouse underwear. underwear. Well, you got to come up with a couple hundred thousand to buy the Mickey Mouse ears, right? So <sighs> we'll get there. Yeah, we will. Yes, you ears, like instead of mouse ears, rat ears or something. No, it's a Mickey rat. Mickey rat. Yeah, he's from New York. There'll be one ear with a fucking. Yeah, there'll be an ear with a bite mark out of it. With a piece of pizza in his mouth. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much the story of the the intimate lingerie apparel shop that once opened with Disneyland. What's it called again? It's called the Wonderful Wizard of Bras. Yeah, it wow. is. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, that was good. Dude. I had no idea anything about that, dude. I never knew that. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting, right? Now, yeah. my stories sound more grim than that. Oh, yeah. Mine absolutely 100% more well, grim. Mine are, people die in mine. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's a lot of people I'll that die in mine. I'll wait my so. story. 
<laughs> Your life Sweet. story. Yeah. 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 Uh, Russia versus Germany. Yeah. World War II. <laughs> Wilhelm. 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 Christopherson. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you talk about our past, nice. yeah. <laughs> nice. So we're going to be uh, moving on uh, to a fun little game, which Mr. Chris Paps himself is going to be joining us for. Ooh, um, nice, man. So we're going to be um, uh, we're going to be moving on there. So this is going to determine who gets to share their story next, whether it's going to be Octavio or Will. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you guys have an unopened can of whatever you're drinking, and so open. Mine's open. Hold on, one second. <laughs> all right, my, cool. All right, ready? we're all good. Sweet. Are we shotgunning? No, this is this is just going to determine like who uh, who goes next. Whoever loses what? also has to shotgun the beer. Yeah, Sorry, you late. Yeah, you <laughs> nice. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and uh, divide you into teams. Obviously, it's going to be Will and Octavio against each other. So you guys are going to have to come up with your own team names. Oh, okay, man. I already got mine. I got mine. Are you ready? All right. Uh, what's your team name? Okay. But I am. Team Muff Puffer. Muff. <laughs> Muff Puffer. Muff. Oh, Team you're Muff so Puffer. 2012, Tavio. 2008. Well, it. Legacy. What? It's a legacy. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be Team Orifice. <laughs> or, wow. Muff Puffer versus Orifice. Or, or two R's. Yeah, two R's. There you go. Yeah, orifice. Orifice. <laughs> We're writing the, the down Will right Orifices. William Orifices. <laughs> I love that. I'm I'm surprised, Octavio, I'm surprised you didn't go with the cool arrows. Oh, man. <laughs> cool arrows? The cool arrows. No. Can, I, can I change it? No, no, you no. Can. You're the muff you Oh, okay. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. There's, there's history with it. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Cool. Sweet. So uh, let's go ahead and start the game. Uh, so we're basically going to be kind of uh, modeling this one after Family Feud. Um and I don't have a coin Check. to flip who goes first, but basically it's just, uh, you know, guess the right answer. So, so I'm gonna d- flip just, a coin say, for whoever goes first. Yeah, in your head, say heads or tails, and we'll check. All okay. right, you guys, uh, flipping the coin now. Heads. Heads or tails? Heads. Heads or tails? Heads. Tails. Heads. Paper. It is heads. Yeah. All right. right. Okay, Will, you're going to be going first. So. The category is name something that squirts. Yeah. <laughs> I got a couple ideas. Wait, is, is there a right answer or is there just any answers you're looking for? If you could well, give, uh, so there's a total of 10 correct answers. And in order to continue, you have to get at least one answer right. If you get one wrong, it's not on the list. It goes over to Octavio. Did you pull 100 people? Uh, yes. Yeah, you and pulled, they were all squirting. A hundred people. We got the top ten answers on the board. Top ten answers. Something on the board. that squirts is a lemon. Let's see lemon. <laughs> oh yes. All right, for a total of <clears throat> looks like two points for oh, lemon. Damn it. Let me uh, let me go ahead and two points. We're gonna two, put points two points for here. me. Two. Okay, and you get to go again. Uh, something that squirts. Um, a squirt gun. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, good, good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, good answer. Good answer. Let's see, squirt gun. All right. So we got squirt gun on the board. Let's see if that's a total of. Let's see five points. Ooh, I'm getting oh. up there. 
All right, what, you get to go again. That's seven. What points. else? Uh, you got nothing so far. What else squirts? Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm hitting the hard. When everyone's thinking, vagina. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> Well, Let's had, see that vagina. Good answer. Good answer. Good, good answer. answer. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. answer. Great answer. Let's see vagina. <clears throat> oh, no. Oh, no. oh, dang it. Damn, yeah, I forgot you not pulled a hundred fucking children. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is going to go over to Team Muff Puffer. Squirts. Yeah, yeah squirts. name something that squirts. You know what? The most random thing in my head, I'm going to... Ketchup. Ketchup squirts. No, no, bad answer, bad answer. Let's Condiment? see ketchup. Yeah. Oh, we got... Ke yeah, ketchup is the number one yeah. answer for yeah. 10 points. Are you serious? Oh, the that's number the most one answer. random thing I could think of. Yeah, condiments. They yeah. Squirt. All right, yeah. and with Wait, the correct answer, you get to go again. Is it ketchup or is it condiments? Ketchup. Specifically ketchup. Oh, specifically. oh okay. So okay. something else yeah. squirts. I guess like there's something in ketchup that makes it more squirty than like mustard or something. Because you squirt ketchup on a hot dog. Yeah. Dude, you, the oh. one thing I hate, because I, I, I had it this weekend because we were barbecuing, uh -huh. is getting the ketchup bottle and squeezing down and waiting for it to just fucking explode out of the fucking <laughs> yeah. mouth. Like, you can't gauge anything. You can't gauge it with these new bottles. Which fucking... <laughs> I just ruined my hot dog because I put half a gallon of fucking ketchup on this I mean, you improved it. <laughs> yes, so things sure. that squirt. Uh, let's see. <laughs> what else squirts? Um, I'm going to give you a time a, limit of five seconds. Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. Um... Lotion. Lotion? Yeah. Okay, let's see oh, lotion. It's going to be up there. It's not. It's not. Uh, lotion I'm is not up on the board. I'm still winning. Take All right, yes. Mr. Team Orphus. Oh, man. Uh, can I phone a friend? <laughs> You're thinking of the wrong game, buddy. Like This is, <laughs> this is not the right. But What's... you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. You know what? Go ahead and call. Go ahead and call okay. somebody. Hold on. Tyler. Hello, Tyler. <laughs> oh, he didn't pick up. <laughs> uh, you got to call collect, man. 1-800-COLLECT. <laughs> All right, I'm on my own. <laughs> Tyler, you gotta, Tyler. Tyler, you're the guy. Wait, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler or Chris Paps? God damn it, guys. Oh, I mean, Chris Paps. Yeah, oh, Chris Paps. Right. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you called the wrong number. That's wrong number. You called the wrong number. It's your fault. Hey, Chris Paps. Hey, what's going on, bud? Hey, uh, what squirts? Oh, crap. Uh, did they already say crap. ketchup? Yeah, we did said ketchup. Did they already say ketchup? Yeah, we, we said ketchup and we said vagina. So. Oh, man. Oy. What do you got? Uh, I guess, like, blood vessels squirt, blood. right? Yep. Blood Thank squirts. You. Blood squirts. Yeah. Yep, I'll take it. Um, I'm going to say blood vessels. Blood vessels, and is that going to be your final answer? It has to be. Blood squirts. <laughs> what? what? Blood what? is the number three answer of squirts. Thank you, Chris. With a total of eight points. Blood Dang. squirts. Dang. Wow, very nice. And you get to go again. <laughs> oh, me? Yeah. Uh, shit, what else squirts? Um... Sprinkler. 
Ooh, good. Whoa. I like that. Right. Let's check I the board. Is sprinkler, sprinkler on the board? Is sprinkles. Uh, let's see. It's in the name. <laughs> oh, oh no. sorry, that was not on the board, man. All right, is this gonna be the the final this guess? Gonna right be here? the final yeah. guess. Okay, so I've been thinking about this a lot of time. Lemon uh -huh. squirt, right? Lemons said, when you squeeze them. Uh huh. Yeah. I already said lime, so. Yeah, Did if you, you want to go lemon. Sure. Yeah, he yeah. said lemon. Lemon was his oh. first answer. God damn it. Yeah. I'm thinking was, about uh, What about a... Grapefruit? Sure. Squirt bottle. No. Okay. Uh, a, a water hose? Did someone say water hose? Uh, no one said... We said water gun. I said, I said, let's go hose. I, I said, go hose? And I said hose be squirting. Hose be squirting. The hose be squirting. <laughs> All right. Are the hose squirting? Oh, they're hurting. No. <laughs> Damn, so right. looks like uh, the winner on this one is going to be Team Orphis with a yeah. total of uh, <laughs> more points. I don't want to add 15, right now. 15, 15, 15 something like that. I don't 15, know. But I got the top answers all yeah. in there. Right. British sure my answers are better. Yeah. Chris Paps came in clutch right there. Yeah, he yeah, came blood, in clutch for that fucking blood phone squirts. in. Blood squirts. All right. So, uh, story? yeah, let's go ahead and uh, let's move to uh, uh, Mr. Orr. Yeah, let's hear your story. All right, so uh, do you want me to like keep no, it on? No. Or is this more of like it's a gonna serious... distract me? <laughs> well, I have I have two stories because okay. we we all picked two, and mm -hmm. they're both in the same vein when it comes to like Main police thing. involved shootings. Mm, I right. just have I, I I have like a fascination when it comes to, and this is all older stuff, right? Mm -hmm. This is like the seventies mm -hmm. and the eighties when it comes to like crazy police fucking shootings. Mm. And these are stories that I have never heard of until like a week ago. I had no About fucking a idea. Week ago. And they're they're major like events. Like the first one is Mark Essex. Do you guys know about Mark Essex? Mm -hmm. And it happened in New Orleans. No one knows about it. No, that's the first time I'm hearing about it. Okay. So. I literally found out about this maybe a week ago. And even though this took place in 1973, mm -hmm. I just found out about it. The story takes place and, and it begins in November of 1972, where Mark James Robert Essex witnessed some disturbing police brutality to student civil rights activists in Baton Rouge, which led to the death of two black students who were shot by police during that riot and he was already pretty radicalized when it came to the whites versus the blacks uh, because at one time he was a member of the new york based branch of the black panthers so this was just the tip of the iceberg mark essex was born in emporia kansas joined the u.s navy as a dental technician in 1969 and was stationed in san diego Aptly named after a whale's vagina. <laughs> Everyone knows oh, that. San Diego. What whale squirt. Yeah. Oh, that's the top <laughs> answer. Whale that been, squirt. Yeah, that would have yeah. been the first one. <clears throat> that been, it's hard for the movie reference, but I got to do it. He was given a general discharge for unsuitability in February of 1971 for character and behavior disorders. This would be the beginning of the end. He would write a letter to the local news agency, which read, Africa greets you. On December 31st, 1972, at approximately 11 p.m., the downtown New Orleans Police Department will be attacked. The reason, 
many but death, of two innocent brothers will be avenged, and many others. P.S. Tell Pig Garriso the felony action squad ain't shit. Mad oh, shit. Damn, straight calling yeah. him out. Yeah, he's like, yeah, shit, dog. Yeah, ain't shit, fucking shit. Essex was intent on getting revenge for his fallen brothers, and he vowed to kill just honkies. His oh, words, shit. not mine. During his less than a month rampage, he mostly focused on law enforcement because the violent encounter, the violent encounters uh, he had witnessed between the police and uh, the African Americans, that was his reasoning. On New Year's Eve, 1972, he ambushed two police officers from a parking lot across from the New Orleans Police Department. During his attack, he fatally wounded 19-year-old cadet Alfred Harrell, who was black, and wounded Lieutenant Horace Perez. He used a five-shot Ruger 44 cal semi-auto carbine during the attack. Now, Essex managed to escape capture by setting off fireworks as a diversion and running into a part of town called Girt Town, which was known for its hostile... Uh, sorry, my phone went off at the exact same time I was fucking trying to talk. It, it was known for its hostility towards law enforcement. He then broke into a warehouse which set off an alarm and alerted law enforcement to his presence. Not knowing this was part of the original attack on the police officers, a canine a unit led by Officer Edwin Hosley Sr. and Harold Blappert, they responded to that burglary alarm. Now, as Officer Hosley pulled his canine partner out of the vehicle, he was shot in the back by Essex. Officer Blappert, immediately called for backup, fired four shots from his service revolver when he saw the previous muzzle flashes because they're in a warehouse by themselves. <clears throat> and then he eventually pulled his partner into the vehicle and awaited backup. But Officer Hosley would eventually die from his injuries. They set up a perimeter, conducted a search of the area, but Essex was gone. Now we're going to fast forward to January 7th, 1973. This is where things got bad. Essex would murder a local grocer by the name of Joe Pernicario. <laughs> I don't know how to say his last name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pernicario uh, with a 44 Magnum. He then carjacked a man sitting in a 68 Chevelle and would drive that stolen vehicle to the downtown Howard Johnson's hotel, which was just so happened to be across from the New Orleans City Hall. He gained access to the 18th floor via stairwell and encountered three African-American employees of the hotel, you know, the cleaners, and told one of the maids, don't worry, sister, we're only shooting whites today. Thank God. Right? Essex would then encounter a white couple in the hotel, Dr. Robert Stigall and his wife, Betty, who were on the honeymoon from Virginia. They were violently forced back into their room, and after a brief struggle, Essex fatally shot Dr. Stigall in the chest and then executed his wife by shooting her in the back of the head. Essex would then set the room ablaze 
and make his way down to the 11th floor, where he encountered the hotel's assistant manager, Frank Snyder, and the general manager, Walter Collins. He would shoot both, and later Collins would die from his injuries. He then made his way back up to the 18th floor, where he would shoot and kill two New Orleans Police Department officers, uh, Officer Philip Coleman and Paul Persigo. Now, this is where shit gets crazy. This is why I picked this story. It's not because of like all this other crazy shit. It's because once he made his way to the roof of the hotel and made his final stand, Lieutenant Colonel Charles H. Pittman, who was a pilot in the United States Marine Corps and was a decorated war hero during the Vietnam War, Purple Heart, you know, decorated servicemen. Um, he decided to, uh, quote unquote, acquire a CH 46 military helicopter, or more commonly known as the Chinook, gather some brothers in blue, and circle the top of the helicopter. He basically stole a helicopter, picked up fucking cops that were fighting the guy on the floor, and circled the top of the the hotel where Essex was hunkered down. And after an hours-long gun battle between the officers and the helicopter, the officers who gathered on the rooftop, and Essex was hiding in this, like, really small, like, concrete room that was on the roof, and they kept firing at it, and they couldn't get to him. They circled around so much that they were able to catch him off guard, and they fucking lit him up. He would be fatally shot by law enforcement, and upon his autopsy, it would be revealed that he was shot more than 200 times. Holy shit. He was basically turned into human hamburger. I was going to say, yeah, that's a... There's, like, not even a body at that point. No, no. He got... He got Swiss lit up cheese. from both, yeah, from both the, the, yeah, he was Swiss cheesed. <laughs> he got shot from the cops that were on the roof and from the heavy guns that were on the military Chinook helicopter. Mm. <clears throat> and in the end, Essex shot more than 22 people, nine mm. of who succumbed to their injuries. Mm. And out of the 10 police officers that he shot, five were killed. And he got lit up. (laughs) Well, he got a little more lit up. Yeah. And like the big piece, and like I didn't say it much, is the fact that uh, this lieutenant, uh, Charles Pittman, Mm -hmm. he wasn't law enforcement. He was just a guy that was in the Marine Corps as a pilot and stole a fucking marine mm-hmm. helicopter from oh. the local marine he I, I thought he was an officer he was like fuck this guy i'm no. gonna go get him he just was no. a random watching was, everything go down yes he saw it on the news and said you know what i'm gonna fucking stop this and he yeah. went to the fucking marine corps base Damn. stole a helicopter <laughs> flew it like there's a video if you guys haven't seen the video just look up I haven't seen this it. this story that i'm talking about right he's literally hovering around the top of this hotel and they're shooting at this fucking dude Okay, he ultimately did a service, but did he get in trouble for this? Mm-hmm. That's what I was wondering. So, like, yeah, Hel- entering a base uh, and and yeah, yeah, stealing a helicopter, like, yeah, there's got to be some sort of repercussions for that, right? Uh, We've all yes, they, the thought, you know, you get like five stars immediately. Well, yeah, that's GTA. Lieutenant of, general, right? <laughs> yeah, that's GTA. Was he a lieutenant general? 
Uh, yes, Lieutenant General. Um, he got promoted eventually. So long story short, they tried to court martial him. Uh, the uh, chief of the New Orleans um, Police Department basically said like, no, he did a service to the people and they fucking yeah. let it go. He became, I think, a four-star general. Hey, hey, that's what's up. But that guy's wild. Just, yeah. to, just to have the fucking balls to be like, I'm going to steal this helicopter and go fly it above this fucking hotel where this gunman's at and just start shooting at him. It's pretty nutty. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. 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 So that's my story. Wow. Nice, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That's crazy, though, dude. Like, yeah, it, uh, you never really hear about um, like vigilante justice like that, especially when it comes to um, stealing stealing a, an entire helicopter. But yeah, I mean, I mean they still to do that immediately. The fact that no one's ever heard of the story and it happened in the seventies and it was yeah. a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like a guy that was shooting and killing people, and he was held up on the hotel. Yeah. The roof of a hotel, and no one's heard of the story. It's crazy to me. Seventies so. is a wild time. Seventies are a wild time. Good year. Mm. Well, <laughs> my turn, or good year. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear what you got. Yeah, Mr. Octavio. Well, we've all my story. We've all seen uh, Final Destination, right? No. Right. No. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know that the whole premise of. The guy, the main character, uh, was Devin Sawa, had a dream or a vision that shit was going to go bad, right? Yeah, yeah. No, and I then, haven't seen the movie. I, I didn't the movie. <laughs> You're a rude crew, Lou dude. You know that? What is a Devin Sawa? <laughs> He's an actor. So you, you have this premonition that something's going to go wrong, and then you can't explain it, but then you're like, no, no, you can't go on that road, or you can't get on that plane uh and then they're like what why and then people get on the plane anyway but you save a small group of friends anyways mm -hmm. so that is a movie that's not likely to happen right right or is it mm, dun, dun, dun. so may 25th 1979 um in american airlines i think yeah american airlines flight 191 crashed a few minutes after taking off from o'hare airport in chicago one of the engines came away from the wing, which resulted in significant damage to the wiring and hydraulic systems of the plane. The pilot ended up having no control of the plane, and it crashed into a nearby trailer park and killing 272 people. Oh, Jesus what, no? Christ. Yeah. This American Airlines Flight 191 in 1979. 1979? Oh, we're doing in the 70s. 70s. We're doing the 70s, baby. Yeah, actually, my other story's in the 70s, too. It's crazy. Oh, my other one is in the fucking uh, yeah, yeah, 80s, yeah, I think, yeah. so. So yeah, 270 feet, 272 people died from this crash, whether they were on the ground in the trailer park or in the plane. But one man, crazy. one man said it was crazy to see because he had predicted this disaster. But he just, wow. it's one of those things where he just wasn't able to narrow it down though. Oh, so it was just a general guess? Well, he, okay, here's what happened. So this man's name is David Booth and he's an office manager in Cincinnati. And for 10 nights in a row in 1979, before the accident, he had the same nightmare. On each occasion, he saw an airplane veering off a runway before flipping over and bursting into flames. So he had this dream 10 nights in a row, and then the exact same thing happened. The thing that made me interested in this is that 
he decided to tell someone about it. He told the FAA about these dreams. Like, these are just dreams to a regular person, but he's like, you know what? These are happening every night. These are vivid and I'm terrified. So I'm going to tell someone. So he tells the FAA about it and he didn't expect to be taken seriously, but they did. They're like, tell me more about these dreams. Do you have a date? Do you have, you know, what, what happened? What's going on? So they were looking out for this and he couldn't narrow it down. He didn't know it was going to be American Airlines, but he did know that it was like, judging by the dream, it was either a DC-10 or a Boeing 727 plane. So there was no branding in his dreams? There was like a no Coca-Cola plane or? No, no, it wasn't. It had no okay. markings on it other than the type Virgin. of plane. Right. Other than the type of plane it possibly yeah, was. Uh, they, he didn't really know. They were just like, oh, well, I mean, we'll look out for something, but what can you do with that information? It's like you can be on high alert and stuff, but really it's a broad spectrum to cover. So mm-hmm. it's crazy that the FAA even like took his call seriously. Yeah. Can you well, imagine it, like someone calling in like, hey, guess what? Uh, there's going to be a plane crash and it's going to be bad. So it was the 70s, think, man. Wild think times. about it, though. Yeah, it's crazy times in the 70s. <laughs> Like Brian, you and I were talking about this. Like, if yeah. a, a psych a psych person, like a, a they claim to know where a body is, yeah, h- how does that person know there's a body? Most likely because they put it there. There's a connection. You know I mean? some sort there's of. a connection somewhere. So if this person was telling them about his dreams, quote unquote, that a plane was going down. They're like, okay, well, maybe we are you little... gonna do it? Yeah, you know, are you are you gonna make the plane go down? So, I mean, that wasn't the case, but that's kind of why they took it seriously. Yeah. Okay. So, um. Like I said, there's nothing else they could do because they didn't have a date, they didn't have a location or even what airline is coming from. So the last night that uh, David Booth had this nightmare was on the night of May 24th. And then the next day, obviously, is when the airplane crash happened. And when he was on, he's watching TV, right? And he saw the news of this exact imagery of what he had been seeing for 10 nights in a row. Like, this is exactly what he was seeing. And now it's real life. So he could not believe his eyes. He was like, what the actual fuck, right? Mm-hmm. But he, he wasn't a suspect. That's the crazy part. Like he had told someone ahead of time, but apparently he wasn't a suspect. And they were just curious as to how he could have known what could have happened. And even he though the airlines, yeah, even though the airlines like listened to him, like I said, it didn't, It, it there's no way to um, know exactly when. But the thing is, American Airlines, the plane um, that went down, they were one of the companies involved with the FAA who had known about his dreams ahead of time. But being an American Airlines company, it did not stop them from cutting corners. Hmm. And during the investigation, they revealed that the company was guilty of a short-term fix that caused a disaster in a bid to save maintenance time. That's sort of something that we see normally too. That's like yeah, that's like a hindsight twenty twenty type deal. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, but we had you, someone foreshadowing it though this time, right? When I I I, I have a a term that I love to use: predictable is preventable. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you saying that too. Yeah. Like, I've heard you say it twice now. Yeah, this is the yeah, third time. Is, I say it all the fucking time. I live by that. Hey, and, wait, Will. What's that? Uh, what's that quote that you say normally? What's that? Uh, um, some about predicting uh, predicting Dicting is, is preventable but in this case yeah. what if we were to take your <laughs> your saying literally mm-hmm. you predict it you can prevent it it's not like you're saying like if you have the same routine every day you can no. kind of keep yourself safe this you is can, literally you could predict in a dream or a vision that mm-hmm. this shit's going to happen 
if you could possibly prevent it. But when you have a company cutting corners yeah. for saving time or for maintenance well, money costs, profits. The, yeah. the, the, the company was not living by the predictable, preventable <laughs> yeah. rule. Clearly the the William Orr method of... They, they, they weren't on Team Will Orifice. That's all no, I know. They, they weren't. They weren't. Because if you cut corners when it comes to maintenance for a fucking airline... Yeah. Bad shit's going to happen. I can predict... Hey, if I don't change out this fucking whatever it may be, the plane's going to fucking crash. Nah. We can get by. We'll use yeah. fucking bubble gum and, and duct tape. Uh, yeah, I like to think that you also have another saying too, where you're like, I would just leave. I survive horror stories. Yeah. So I got predictable, preventable. And if I get in a situation, I'm like, fucking I'm out. Yeah. yeah, I survive horror I stories. Survive. I survive horror stories. Predictable, yeah. predictable. Yeah. Yep. So I, I didn't bring this up during the Mad Chopper episodes, but um, the the Bionic Woman, the TV show, yeah, like the part of the Six Billion Dollar Man series. Um, she, the actress's name was Lizzie Lindsay Wagner or Wagner. I'm not really sure, but Wagner. she Wagner Lindsay Wagner. Wagner, and she uh she had actually gone to meet mary vincent after her arms were cut off and she had uh the the the, uh, the clamps arms yeah the clamps put on yeah so the reason she's a full-bodied person she's fully able like she's not any kind of um uh-huh. you know what's the uh the word i'm looking for candy anyway, capable candy cable thank you very much chris pabst um candy so capable. she was she was not at all handic- handicapped so she went to go visit her because she's an actress and this girl lost her arms and that's incredible she survived but she went to go visit um, Mary Vincent in the hospital after she got her, her implants in. So the crazy thing is, is Lindsay Wagner was supposed to be on that airplane that crashed oh, shortly oh, after. Damn. She, she didn't get on that airplane because according to her, she suddenly felt very ill while waiting for the plane. And the closer it came to boarding time, the worse she felt. So according to her, Rather than risking getting on the flight because she had a bad feeling, she just went home. And then she says as soon as she left the airport, she was like, I'm good. I feel great. I made the right decision. And then two seconds later, there's an airplane in a fucking trailer park. So it it wasn't just as David Booth guy, this famous actress at the time in 1979, also had the same feeling right before. And she, just like Final Destination, her life was spared. I wonder if death followed her everywhere. Probably. That's Did they crazy, call David man. Phone for most of his life? <laughs> David Phone Booth? <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Well, yeah, that's okay. that's my like first it. story. It's just yeah. crazy, like, these things. And there's a ton of stories I came across, but this one, to me, was the most, like, poignant. It's yeah. just, like... Because it circled back to previous conversations yeah. that we've had. Mm. Yeah, it was just relevant. So crazy. Yep. And it's just like, man, people, and there's tons of other like premonitions that people had that could have stopped something, but just didn't. Mm-hmm. And some of them that did. And it's just like, how do you know? Like Brian, you and I were talking about yeah. the thing that happened at Menifee. Like, how did that person know? Yeah. Just so people are aware, there was a, there was a case that happened a while ago. 2013. Um, in 2013, where oh, yeah. um, there was a. Our, our hometown of Menifee. Yeah in Menifee and Menifee is not a big town at all. It's very no. like, no, we all, no we Men- all pretty Menifee much... is garbage town Riverside. <laughs> oh, geez, no, bullshit. you're wrong. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. You're wrong. Come to our sorry. side of the mountain, buddy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bud. <laughs> uh, okay. Bud. Okay. Hey, come on, on pal. All right. Round one. 
So what happened in Menifee 2013? Yeah, so from what I remember, and, and I remember when this was like playing on the news and everything, but there was a missing missing child, uh, and they weren't sure where he went. He just kind of was gone. But uh, and I'm again paraphrasing. I don't know all the details, but um, eventually there was a part where the police were so they were so like they couldn't figure out what was going on. Um, they had some like some suspicions of people, but they couldn't narrow it down. Um, so they were kind of like at a dead end. Like they didn't know where to go from there. And then all of a sudden, they kind of get like this mysterious tip where from this from this psych um, saying like, "Hey." psychic saying like hey uh you should check the backyard there's i'm getting some images of like a A vision of a kid laying on their side in the back and that's like kind of like yeah so they they ended up checking the backyard of the family's home and he was buried about 75 feet away from the home and so how did that lady know who had nothing to do with the family Mm -hmm. at all it was just a lady who according to her was a psychic how did she know that they, the child was buried in the back? Yeah. Like, it was just this whole, like, I remember I remember a post on Facebook, like, holy shit, Menifee's getting M. Night Shyamalan right now. <laughs> yeah, and that's the crazy thing is, like, when you when you hear stuff like that, it's like, do you take people seriously? Like, is there a sort of connection there? Because what we were talking about this is, like, if somebody can accurately point out where there's a dead body, you would immediately have red flags raised. Yeah. Like, hey, how the fuck did you know that? Who are yeah. you? I, I uh, would anyway. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely. But apparently uh, the police were just like, oh, uh, there's no connection. You're good to go. And they yeah. just like let them go. Um, and But they did. They did find just, the kid in the backyard. So Just like this David Booth with like yeah. he had no connection to the airplane. Oh, phone? Like, he wasn't even like investigated. <laughs> yeah, David Phone. David Phone. That's crazy, dude. That's a crazy mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Fucking nuts, man. Well, knocking foot. So, <laughs> is it back to me? Yeah. Now no. we're circling back around. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and um, maybe take things into the lighter side of you know not so grim. <laughs> so this okay, one I got, is. Uh, I got one. If you got a chance, if you got. Oh yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, it's all you. Go for it. All right. So uh, Richard, can you please? Would you mind, Richard? Thank you. <laughs> okay. So I got the on. story. He's it, catching on. Yeah. It's like. It's like yeah, what? no, that was about it. Okay. <clears throat> I, I don't have a story prepared. Oh. <laughs> I was I was so ready. Yeah, we were, we were. I was, I was really hoping something would come to oh, me. Oh yeah. Really, really hoping I'd just get something, but nope. No story. <laughs> All right. Well, well, how about this? How about we drink a little bit more? Oh, I'll cheers to that. <laughs> the drinking so, has been heavy. Yes. Let's uh so we'll we'll be doing a very quick one and this one kind of also doubles as my other story but um it's kind of a game at the same time we, we can we could turn it into a game of sorts um so okay. obviously we were kind of talking about well you know how law enforcement and there's a lot of different sort of rules and things going on like what would happen um so one of the things that I was looking at are some of the weird like kind of unheard of laws that certain states have in the oh, country. Yeah. And so yeah. if you kind of dive into it, you'll find some really wacky stuff out there, man. Um, yeah, they, they still have in law. They don't enforce, but it's still like part of the law. Like, exactly. Hey, right. What? It's still there. Like, what? yeah, exactly. Like, how is this still a thing? Huh? Um, so what we're going to do is I'm going to give you the headline of the law and you guys have to tell me whether it exists or not. And if it, if you get it wrong, you have to drink your beers. And if you get it right, then good for you. Fuck it. Who cares? So, <laughs> Guess what? Doesn't matter. Guess fucking doesn't matter. Who cares? Don't fucking matter, man. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, as we know, the United States has some really odd laws scattered around the country. Uh, in Hawaii, for example, people aren't allowed to put coins in their ears. So, <laughs> King we, we, as we all know, yeah, well, as know, you, this is common knowledge. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Brian, where you guys are talking about, but. Uh, yeah, King Kamehameha enacted the legislation in 1847. And in Texas, you're prohibited from selling a human eye. Um, but this one kind of makes <laughs> sense because it's illegal to peddle human organs. So yeah. you're not supposed to do yeah, that anyway. You get caught. Right, exactly. Now, it's unclear why some of these bizarre laws were created. And many are outdated, kind of like we, we mentioned. But uh, and they're not enforced any longer. Still, uh, we all know that the Internet has a way of circulating information that isn't always accurate. What? So let's go ahead and talk about the first one. Do you guys believe all right so here's the here's the uh the actual law in yeah. logan utah women are prohibited from swearing is this true or false true wait true 100 percent. yeah you, you just said it's in logan utah true okay so you guys are going with true yeah what it is false. Why, why would you tell us oh that was God. true in logan wait, utah uh, let, let me tell you why i said it was true so we i i know for a fact we have a law in mississippi that says if you're uh, a male around three or more people or one woman, if you swear, that's against the law. Oh, see, I didn't know about that one, but yeah, yes. it might be a little bit different for this one. So um, now the, the the whole thing is, and kind of going back to the story, but can men really curse and women can't in Utah? Now, if it was true, it would definitely be sexist. Um, now, this weird law has been circulating around the internet for quite a while. Uh, but no publication has cited an original source. Mm. Now, when the Herald Journal searched through the Logan City Code to verify the law, it came up empty. Now, mm. it's possible that the law did exist at one point, but if it did, it is no longer in effect. Now, since Utah has a very large Mormon population, which is like around 51% of residents practice the religion, it seems plausible that the state would create certain laws about swearing. After all, the religion uh, prohibits, you know, parishioners from drinking coffee, tea, mm. and alcohol, mm. and members can't have tattoos. Yeah. Um, and so women also can't wear pants in church. Um, what now? That's that's a Mormon rule. Um, it's also or, Southern, Southern Baptist, isn't it? They have to wear the skirts? I don't, I don't know about Southern Baptist, but I know for a fact that women aren't allowed to wear, uh, like, suit pants, or they have to wear some sort of skirt. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of women out here, or girls out here, we see them wearing long skirts or something, Wives like, oh, there's another Southern Baptist, can't wear pants. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. So, yeah they like that, that white bonnet thing, too, sometimes. Mm -hmm. I, I've seen that a few times. Not mm -hmm. too many, I guess, but yeah. Like the leader of the leader of the pack. Yeah. <laughs> Were you about to say yeah. Coles? Yeah. No. <laughs> I was going to call Wolves. <laughs> now, Virginia does have a law on the books against profane swearing, and it applies to both sexes. Now, it's been in effect since 1860, and at Wait, the time... What is considered profane swearing? Uh, what well, we do here on the podcast. Pretty okay. much, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it's been in effect in, since 1860, and at the time... Uh, people who cursed in public were fined one dollar. 
Oh and no! These days, it's a class four misdemeanor, and lawbreakers could be fined two hundred and fifty dollars for the offense. No, thank you. That's a lot of yeah. Go, go fuck, fuck yourselves. Yeah. Where did this take place again? Is this Utah still? This is in Virginia. Virginia. Virgi- okay, Virginia. Virginia, go fuck yourself. Virginia. Yeah, so, <laughs> Virginia. Yeah. All right. So you guys got it wrong. Go ahead and sip your beers, and we'll go on to the next no. one. All right, let's I've go. Been, I've been chugging. Oh, yeah. All right. I never stopped. <laughs> Number two. Intravenous. Is it illegal for women to take more than three steps backward while dancing in Bellingham, Washington? No. Uh, you know, this is so weird. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say, yeah. say that's true. Yeah. Okay, so how many we have for true? Street sharks. Three? All of mm. us. Yep. All, of, all of you guys are saying it's true? Yep. No. Nope. Okay. No. Nope. Tyler's. Chris Paps no, say no. Yeah. Paps saying okay. it's false. A two. Two to one. Okay. Two to one. Oh no. Chris Paps, you are correct. Yes. So uh, this uh, is not drink oh, beer. Yeah, you get guess. to. <laughs> Let me guess. It's you can't take more than four steps. Yeah. <laughs> so here's another weird law that penalizes females, penalizes. but it it too is false. Now, a student at Marquette University Law School recalled coming across this unusual law while playing a game of Balderdash with her family. <laughs> yes, shall we play a game of Balderdash? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. What, is, what is Balderdash? Fuck if I know, dude. Yeah, like, you, don't <laughs> you run away from rocks. Yeah, he runs Balderdash. Yeah, Indiana Jones commonly played Balderdash. Yeah. Um, again, it's possible this law may have existed at one time, but no longer does. A look at the municipal code of the city of Bellingham proved there are no current laws prohibiting women from performing this particular dance move. In fact, there was no information about when or if the law existed or if it was ever enforced. However, a Massachusetts law passed in 1917, which prohibits people from dancing to to the Star Spangled Banner. Now the law says in part, and I quote, whoever plays, sings, or renders the Star Spangled Banner or any part thereof as dance music, as an exit march or as a part of a medley of any kind shall be punished by a fine of not more than $100. Jeez, that's so dumb. Yeah. It so if you... I'm always going to dance for the... Star Spangled Banner? Yeah, so the Star Spangled yeah. Banner. Yeah. We get, we're all going to go to Virginia and Massachusetts to break these stupid fucking laws. <laughs> I will dance to the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> yeah. And I don't pay 100 bucks. Yeah. Totally Banner yet <laughs> And Brian's over there twerking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Law number three. Okay. Is it against the law for an alligator to bathe in a bathtub <laughs> in Arkansas? I'm sorry, what now? Is it against the law for an alligator to bathe in a bathtub in Arkansas? It probably is. Uh, it is not, but it is not. illegal for a crocodile to bathe. <laughs> Going with the technicalities there. Well, saltwater croc, that's what I'll All right, so uh, we'll, we'll go down the line. Octavio, is this true or false? I sure hope not. I'm going to say true. I'm going to say that's fucking, that's in law. Okay, and Mr. Chris Paps? Um, I'm going to say it's true. Okay, we got uh, two trues and two one true, false. Two true, one false. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. It is not illegal to put an alligator in your bathtub in Arkansas. So oh, wait, I'm, oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you lose. Uh, wait, wait, I remember I'm getting my no, buttons mixed already, up here. <laughs> I already wait, pushed the button. Wait, you already pushed so, the button, we win. <laughs> two two true. Yeah, two Drink, motherfucker, drink. It is not illegal. It is not It is not illegal to put yeah, an alligator. Yeah. Crocodiles. Yeah, the, re the reference librarians at the University of Arkansas's Young Law Library searched the Arkansas Digest. Those guys uh, suck, though. The Arkansas Code <laughs> of 1987 and the Arkansas Statutes of 1947, blah, 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 and didn't find a statute or case regarding alligators in bathtubs. The librarians conceded there may be a local ordinance prohibiting alligators in bathtubs, but even if such a local law existed, state and federal law would control, uh, they would be able to control it. However, in Arkansas and in many other states, it is against the law to keep alligators as pets. If a lawman found an alligator in your tub, you'd be apprehended for possessing the animal, not bathing it. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. What now? Yeah, so you can have it. Yeah, if you, you have, have it, the you alligator. Control for bathing it. Yeah. So if you, so you, if you want an alligator, just no, bathe cops, it nonstop. If the cops they can't get bust down your door for your lovely alligator, you better be bathing it when they come in. Yeah. So we lost. Get in trouble. Yeah, you lost. Yes. <laughs> oh goddamn it. Yeah. Right. Will lost. All right. Here's another one. It is illegal, or is it illegal? To set a mousetrap in California without a hunting license. Yes, because California is done with rules. Uh, I'm saying it's, it's false. You don't need a fucking hunting license. License. <laughs> uh, we got one. We got one. One for and one against. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I've been drinking. Miss Babs. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say that is a falsy. False, false finish. <laughs> you don't need. You do a not need license. a hunting license. Okay, good. Do not. That is correct. Who is Thank correct? Thank you. Oh, man. Fuck you. Because last this time show. you fucked this up. Oh, okay. <laughs> this, Wait, strange correct, law, this strange law has also been debunked. You do not need a hunting license. So it came about after the state passed hunting legislation in 2002. And if you look into the actual law, you will learn that residents of California are absolutely allowed to trap mice particularly for health and safety reasons. Oh, so this Thank is one of those gosh. fake news articles where people are yeah. like, Cal California is so hard on hunters, they might as well have a license yeah. to California mice. loves mice. Yeah. <laughs> Mouse and rat traps are exempted from the Department of Fish and Game's license and tagging rules. Ooh, that is a mm. strict department, yeah. too. Yeah, very. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know how those uh, Department of Fish and Game licenses are. <laughs> you, ever tried, you ever tried fishing without a license? It's easy. No. <laughs> it's easy. Oh, is it? Yeah, right. it? Yeah, right. yeah, but if that's all there is to it. Be really mad at you. Yeah, no, it's easy. Yeah, you just go fishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and that kind of uh, that concludes all my stories here. So uh, between you two, there, uh, do rock paper scissors. Who goes next? Okay, ready? Okay, rock. Rock paper scissors. Paper, scissors. Shoot. Scissors. Rock. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. Okay, I win. All right, Octavia, go next. All right, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mine is an urban legend come to life. So, Ooh. are you guys at all familiar with the Bunny Man legend? 
Yeah. Bunny Man. Well, they, there's several. I haven't seen them, but apparently there's several movies about the Bunny Man and different variations of him. But the original Bunny Man, I think it's uh Well, I'll just go to the story as, as it's written. So here's here's the Bunny Man legend as it's told at a spooky Halloween night, right? Mm-hmm. So the Bunny Man legend is that it's a story about an asylum not far from a bridge in Clifton. Um, this is in California, Fairfax County. Mm. So this happens in 1904. And the, the residents of this area did not like that there was a mental facility near their homes. Like this is a brand new era, up and coming area. There's a mental facility, you know, with the crazy people, the, the, the murderers and stuff in their area. And they don't like that, right? They, they don't like this. So they got, the people got together. They said, fuck this area. This is ours. So they got it shut down. So they put all of the patients, criminal or not, everybody on this bus and they were taking them to a prison well on the way away from the the mental facility the bus swerved and crashed (gasps) and they were able to get all of the inmates back onto the bus except Except for for one one. except for one mr bunny man oh no So this uh, this this escape mental patient actually has a name. His name is Douglas Griffin. So they actually gave him a name in this uh, urban legend. Uh-huh. So after the bus crashed near the bridge, he disappeared. It was never seen again. Mm. So weeks oh, of searching for him, weeks passed, and they eventually started seeing the bodies and corpses of rabbits all over the woods, meaning he was around and he was surviving off of rabbits. I rabbit, feel like we've heard this rabbit before. Smoothies? Rab- yeah, we've heard this before. <laughs> rabbit smoothies. So we know that you can survive off rabbit smoothies. So uh-huh. this is already starting to sound pretty legit. So uh, Douglas Clifton blender, or Griffin, uh, I think he might have just made his own blender with his hand. <laughs> so grinding happening. So Douglas Griffin was uh, apparently, like I said, eating bunnies to stay alive, and this went on for a long oh, time. They never, yeah, little bunnies. They never caught oh, them. Oh, babies! So now Halloween night rolls around, right? Dun dun dun! And a group of kids are hanging around the bridge. Dun dun dun! Oh, so bad. so they reported seeing like. A, an orb and a bright light around the bridge and it's creepy right they don't know what's going on yeah. and then in a flash they'd all been strung up like the bunnies around the area oh, and they were shit. all gutted and hanging from this bridge oh what the fuck so obviously we think that because of the way he's been eating the bunnies and hanging them up for show around the area they think the escaped patient is the killer so that's the urban legend origin, 1904. So the rumor goes, if you come to this yeah. bridge on Halloween night at midnight, you'll end up just like those kids and those bunnies. So that's huh. that's the story, right? That's the urban legend. Right, right. The origins of that story is pretty... Uh, it's still interesting, but it's nothing like that. So 1904, uh, there wasn't really buses. Buses weren't really a thing. Bitch, I'm a bus. Yeah, and there wasn't really a thing, and also Buzzing. there's no there's, there's no history of a mental facility anywhere in the area at all. So this is just a story, right? Right. But in 1970, there was oh, a 70s, yeah, great, great yeah. year, great year, good year, good year. Yeah, and there's a couple that was parked in the driveway, pretty near to the bridge and the overpass where the train would go, and they had this is true now. They had a terrifying encounter. They said 
someone appeared very quickly, yelled something having to do with trespassing, and they threw a hatchet at the car. Oh, shit. They didn't get a good look at the person, but they did see that they were dressed in a white or light colored clothing and may or may not have had something on his head, like a a, bunny ears. Yeah, bunny ears. Correct. A book. So during (laughs) during they told the story to the press, they told the story to the cops. So this is this is true, right? This actually happened. Someone threw a hatchet Mm -hmm. at a couple making out in a dark area. Right. So when the public got hold of this story, that that quote of something on his head became bunny ears. Right. Right. So from there on, within a few years, uh, pe- the story got around. Kids were telling the stories about a man in a bunny suit chasing kids on Lover's Lane with a hatchet, stuff like yeah. that. You know, talking about Frank from Donnie Darko. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, exactly, dude. There's there's that bunny suit guy. Yeah, it's not a bunny. It's clearly a guy in a bunny suit from it's the story. It's a man in a bunny suit. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. the, but the part where they got a hatchet thrown at their car while they were just making out is true. That part yeah. is very true. So obviously the Bunnyman legend is turned into movies and tons of stories and different variations of it. Um, but really it just comes from this one story in 1970 where the person wasn't even ever caught, except for there was one other instance later that year where there was uh, new new developments of housing coming up around the area. And the police themselves came across a new house being developed and there was a man in a bunny suit, like a verified bunny, the cops are telling the story, right? So the man is in a verified bunny suit with a hatchet trying to like hit the house, the new, 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 the new build with the hatchet. And he's hitting it over and over. And the cops come up and they shine the light on him and he like looks over and then he takes off running and the police never catch him. So this is one of the rare instances where an urban legend has some form of truth to it. He's a fast bunny. He's the fastest no one, bunny alive. <laughs> no one died, but it's still terrifying. Like you're just sitting there making out with your girlfriend in 1970, oh, and then a fucking hatchet hits yeah. the front window because I think it hit the front windshield and it like broke it and stuff. But like, there's just I think if you look it up, you can still see the because they kept the hatchet. You can still see the actual hatchet used in the attack oh, wow. in like news articles. And I think I think I remember them saying they uh, had it like over their fireplace or something like they kept it and like framed the hatchet, but no one, no one was ever caught. So, you know, that story goes back to 1904, even though that's technically not possible. It's just one of those urban legends. Like it's based a little bit. In fact, it kind of makes you wonder what other urban legends are pretty steeped in fact, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Regardless of if no one died, the fact that there's someone in a, Let's say he was in a bunny suit during the original attack. That's terrifying. There's just a hatchet in your window and you see a guy in a bunny suit in the distance. Well, even if he wasn't in a bunny suit, someone throwing a fucking hatchet at you is still terrifying. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, I'm just over here fucking macking. So, like, and then you're going to hatchet me? No, hatchet you. Yeah, but people to this day, people to (laughs) this day go to this, they go to this bridge, right? And uh, it's a tunnel. So it's not too long, maybe like a 50 foot tunnel. And you can see clearly to the other side during the day, but at night it becomes like pitch black. <gasps> and so kids go there during Halloween. But at this point, people know about the urban legends. So the yeah. police are pretty, they watch the bridge and you're not allowed to trespass. So at this point, it's kind of moot to go there. But yeah. people throughout time have, since the 1970s at least, have gone to this bridge at midnight and been like, oh no, I saw the Bunny Man apparition at the end of the boat. And, you know, this yeah. at the end of the bridge, not the boat. And then at they added a bunch of stuff too. Like if you look down at a certain point, 
at a certain time you say the name or whatever he'll appear but it's bunny just man. urban legend yeah bunny man bunny, bunny man. man bunny man it's a bunny whole man. like bloody mary look in the mirror yeah. say bloody mary bloody mary yeah. bloody mary you know actually when Don't i was, I was looking that. up there's too many i was looking up <laughs> urban legends and they said that if you even if you didn't say bloody mary if you look into a mirror long enough your brain will hallucinate it's just a thing that it does so if you were to go to the bathroom and just like stare in a mirror your brain will eventually hallucinate something yeah drugs oh. do that too yeah, drugs that cheap, too. Yeah. It's a cheap way, man. You can save you some money right now. <laughs> yeah. How much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> Just so yeah, that's my urban legend based nice. on a little bit of fact. A bunch of bunny man. Nice, okay. dude. It's fucking crazy. Hell yeah. Cool. Bunny people. All right, Will. Let's uh, let's hear yours. <clears throat> well, I go back to shootouts again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Because I'm fascinated with fucking shootouts. Have you guys, uh, you know, you guys are familiar with the North Hollywood shootout, right? Yeah, no. that's that's fucking I, nuts. Actually, no. Yes, but no. I was yeah, I remember. familiar with the North Hollywood shootout. Yeah, yeah. that uh, shit was fucking crazy. Dude, dude. in fucking mm. full body armor, robbing banks and mm-hmm. shooting out the police. Yeah, they had a fucking shootout, and they fucking eventually they kill themselves. Well, one, one of them did. did. One of them. Yeah, did. the other one got fucking cornered, and <clears throat> the SWAT officers had to go like a nearby. Uh, Gun store. gun store to fucking purchase like M16s to actually take out the fucking robber. You're not familiar with that, Octavia? Cool. Oh, uh, he may have muted himself. Uh, maybe. I mean, it's a great story. It's a great story. I mean, besides all the people but getting hurt, have you guys heard stuff, of the but... Norco shootout? <gasps> I remember you talking about it, but I yeah, yeah, I talked about it briefly, and and this was in passing. But it's basically that it's a copycat crime. You know, the North Hollywood shootout they copycatted based off the Norco. Oh shit! Really? Yes. Mm -hmm. God damn. And that because this happened on May eighth of uh or ninth. I'm sorry, May ninth of nineteen eighty. Good year. And. (laughs) Yeah, great year. And approximately, because dude, we're talking about like the 70s and 80s crimes. Yeah. This shit doesn't happen anymore. Right. But, uh, you know, at approximately 3.40 p.m., five heavily armed men arrived at the Norco branch of the security bank, uh, Pacific Bank, in a stolen van that they got from the the Brea Mall. (laughs) So they went from Brea. Yeah, Yeah, they stole a fucking van in Brea, went up to fucking Norco, and decided to rob a bank. That's like a, what, 45-minute drive all the way up to Brea? Uh, From Norco? Yeah, 30 minutes. stolen car? And this is the 80s, so there's no traffic. So, like, yeah, 30 (laughs) minutes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, armed with shotguns, they had a G3 rifle. Goddamn. An HK-93 these are all semi-automatic rifles, mm-hmm. like military grade. Some AR-15s and an assortment of handguns. Four of the five robbers uh, would enter that bank and demand money. The fifth was the lookout, obviously. The getaway driver? Yep. And uh, little to the knowledge of the bank robbers when they entered the, uh, the bank, Someone across the street who happened to work at a different bank saw these dudes like roll up and like 
This doesn't look good. Yeah, it's a bunch of dudes in heavily heavy armor. <laughs> and they were camoed out. They're fucking wearing all camo like uh baklavas across their face. Like, hey, shit's going down. It definitely yep. looks like a bank robbery. So they, they call it it's like tell me you're a bank robber without telling me you're a bank robber. Yeah, they look like fucking bank robbers. <laughs> and yes. so uh she called 911, but it went to the Corona police department instead of the narco instead of uh yeah but back in the day it was riverside county sheriff oh gotcha so it was all so yeah so it went straight to the corona pd and they're like oh shit there's a bank robbery going down so they sent officers to uh the pacific bank in their jurisdiction like in their city and if you can't tell i've been drinking fucking heavily so (laughs) you're good man keep going (laughs) keep it going man yeah so if I'm slurring a little bit, excuse me. Just makes the story more interesting. Yes. It's and like that so, drunk history show. <laughs> exactly. It's perfect. And so uh, they sent officers to the bank that was in the city of Corona. And they're like, there's no robbers here. And so they realized, oh, shit, it's happening in Norco. And they sent the Riverside County Sheriff's Department and they eventually were dispatched to the correct uh, location. Well, do you, I don't know if you know, do you know how long that set them back? Mm, five minutes, probably. Oh, really? So it was just like quick, like, oh, shit, yeah, we was, fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, shit, oh, no one's here. Place. Send them back. And they put out the call. And I wish, you know, we don't have a lot of uh, uh, music rights, but they have a really, like, bone-chilling dispatch audio of it when the actual 211 went out 211's robbery in progress for those that don't know uh 10 codes so as the robbers were collecting their twenty thousand dollars inside the bank deputy glenn blasky who just so happened to be a couple blocks away when the, the 211 went out he was the first to arrive. And I mean, he was on scene without like within minutes of that 211 going out. So they they did the police broadcast, 211 in progress. They gave out the location, 6th and Hamner, and he was a block away. So he showed up and he was first on scene within like a fucking minute. And immediately he was spotted by that lookout. You know, that fifth guy that was hanging outside the bank. Yeah. And quickly, the other four exited the bank and started firing on him. Oh, without question. They just said, fuck it. Oh, yeah. They fucking walked out and they knew police were on scene. They saw the fucking. Yeah, shoot the guy by the Arby's. Yep. They saw the (laughs) lights and they started shooting on him. And uh, they blew out his windshield riddled his car with bullet holes and as the armed men fled to their getaway van they had stolen from bramall mm-hmm. um blasky floored his cruiser in reverse out of the parking lot into oncoming traffic got struck by a vehicle and then took cover so he exited his vehicle shotgun in hand because they only had like six shot revolvers and a shotgun 
This was mm-hmm. the 80s, right? Right. They didn't have nine mil. Well, speaking of the 80s, that the money they stole is now worth 66000 today. They stole a lot of money. $66,000 worth? That's not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Sixty six is... I mean, it's a good amount, but between like five people? Yeah, well, if they would split it in a force because uh, Blasky, uh, being the fucking badass officer that he was, um, he got out of his cruiser with the shotgun and started firing on the fucking van as it mm. exited the parking lot the same mm. way he did. And he struck the driver oh shit with one pellet right he's shooting 12 gauge shotgun so it's all fucking birdshot oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah one pellet entered the back of the driver's head uh behind his right ear and instantly killed him that's crazy damn and it sent the vehicle into a the nearby telephone pole the guy wires you know the ones that mm-hmm. you see those like why are these wires here? Let's keep the pole fucking straight up and down. Mm-hmm. Straight into that. And then the other, uh, you know, four guys got out and immediately released a barrage of fucking bullets towards Blasky. 200 rounds. Wow. Only, f- only five of them hit him. Out of the 200 <laughs> rounds, he got shot five times. Survived. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He didn't make it sound like he died. Yeah, no. They fucking shot 200 times. Only five of those bullets hit him. And uh, he sent out a radio transmission. I've been hit. And again, I wish I could play Play you the audio, but it's like spine tingling. Like, I've been hit. Like, he's screaming it out. Mm Mm-hmm. And at this time, two other deputies arrived on scene to assist. And again, were immediately met with gunfire. While one deputy drew the robbers, uh, the fire, mm-hmm. they started firing on the, the robbers. So they started shooting at him. One of the other officers was able to get back to Blasky and uh, pull him into his patrol car and drive him out to uh, the local hospital. And while those robbers were continuing to engage, uh, they commandeered a pickup truck who just happened to be in the fucking intersection. Like, oh, shit. This so is the, fire, the firing started, he just kind of was stuck there? Yep. He got stuck in the intersection. Mm-hmm. And uh, they commandeered that pickup truck. And now we have a rolling gun battle. Because <laughs> once they collected the firearms, the explosives forgot to mention they had their own personal explosives their own ieds mm-hmm. they had like they pipe bombs or something yes they had pipe bombs and they were just fucking throwing them out of the fucking the no, back of the pickup truck grant that thought in real life yes exactly and they wanted to get the money uh they hopped in the truck and two of them would be in the cab two of them were in the the actual bed of the pickup mm-hmm. truck and they were armed with long rifles. These guys were fucking outgunning the police. Um, they started the pursuit, and it would wind its way uh, around the city of Norco. And I actually followed it based on, uh, like, I'd listened to the radio transmissions, and I followed it on uh, Google Maps. It was nuts. 
they basically did like a big circle around Norco. Uh, Costa Mesa had uh, a helicopter in the air that was in the area, saw what was going on and decided, hey, we're going to kind of cover this pursuit. But back in the 80s, they didn't have cross-agency communications. Right. So they couldn't go over the radio and and what they do now with like, you know, see the CHP helicopter up in the air. They can't, they can't communicate to the officers down on the ground. You know, this is the eighties that didn't fucking exist. And so the chopper was basically just there to follow their pursuit. And eventually it would enter, uh, the 15 freeway. You guys that are, uh, from the area, you know, the 15 North takes you to the San Bernardino national forest. Uh-huh. And as the helicopter continued to monitor the pursuit, the suspects began to shoot at it. Ooh. They had long rifles and they actually shot it enough to to the point where they had to set the helicopter down because they were they, they basically shot down a fucking helicopter. Now, with the helicopter being out of the way, the suspects began to make their way into the national forest. Uh, they took a winding dirt road deeper and deeper into the mountains. And after they made a hard bend, they came to a complete stop and set up an ambush for the responding officers. No one was following them. They, you know, they went down this fucking deep winding dirt road and there wasn't a lot of officers and I'll cover like how many fucking vehicles they disabled with their fucking long rifles, but there was one officer that was still hot on their trail. Um, Deputy Evans was his name. And he was the first officer to come around that bend. And he was the first one that encountered the ambush and immediately was met with gunfire, got out of his patrol vehicle, went to the rear of his vehicle, returned fire and was shot in the head and killed now behind him was uh an unmarked vehicle narcotics officers from riverside that decided hey we need long rifles they brought m16s with them and as evans was returning fire and got shot in the head they fucking lit up that fucking car and it sent the suspects out into the woods so we're in the mountains and so the suspects fled into the mountains and later they would wait a whole day so this was in the afternoon they would wait until the morning and then they decided to go look for the suspects and they brought in the lapd swat team and they found three of the suspects who were suffering from multiple gunshot wounds. They got fucking lit up during that whole thing. Uh, they took them into custody without incident, but the last remaining suspect was spotted by a helicopter surrounded by the SWAT team. And they told him, come out with your hands raised. He said, nah, I'm going out with the fucking gunfight and was quickly dispatched. Now, in response to this incident, 
uh, and seeing just how badly officers were outgunned, the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Office started to equip their officers with Ruger Mini-14s, which was chambered in 223. They're one of the big guns. Yeah. They gave them M16s and AR-15s. Dang. But if only LAPD would take note because 17 years later, they faced the same dilemma during the North Hollywood shootout. Seventeen years. Seventeen years. They said, "Hey, we're outgunned. We have fucking six-shot revolvers. These guys have like military-grade fucking assault rifles, and LAPD out of everyone in that fucking area. They're like, nah, we're gonna just hey, we'll give you nine millimeters, and that'll be best. And then." They had to deal with the North Hollywood shootout and they didn't have long rifles. Dang, man. It's nuts. Right? Yeah, it's nuts. Nucking futs. For sure. Nucking futs. Nucking futs. Dang, man. That's crazy. Crazy ass stories. Yeah, both of mine happen to be law enforcement related, but. So did did those guys ever get tested? Do they have like drugs or anything in their system or are they just like. We no. want to, we're going to rob this bank and no. So the the driver, um, when he got shot and killed, his brother was one of the other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, in they that, got taken in. Yeah, part of their like the robbery squad. Yeah, uh, he was the one that got fucking killed in the the shootout. Oh, I see. Top of the hill. Yeah. So because his brother, imagine because his brother died in the heist, he's like, "Fuck mm-hmm. it, there's nothing." Yeah. Yep, I, I'm going down too. But I don't know if I covered it, and I think I probably skimmed over it. They took out 33 patrol vehicles. Oh, Jesus shit. Christ. 33. Did so is that why like LA has got big ass SUVs now and everything? Well, yeah, they you know, they start to add like ballistic shit to the fucking doors, but base like if you can imagine the scene you had uh these suspects in a fucking pickup truck and in the back you had two guys with fucking long rifles and yeah. any police mm-hmm. car that got close to them they would fucking shoot at it yeah, and disable it 33 33 fucking patrol cars that's, that's were completely arm, completely those, disabled the uh the inspiration for like heat and all that stuff i hope movie. yeah I where mean, they had that shoot at and like was it like Oh, Los Angeles, movie. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all. I think that's all inspiration for that movie. Where, because that's like one of the best shootout scenes ever. Yeah, it's that's so good. History, it's really good. Well, Tyler, before we go, uh, I remember you Chris? saying at the beginning of the episode, oh, Chris Paps. I'm sorry. <laughs> before we go, um, I wanted let let's have you. What do you want to say to uh, Vladimir um, Kolonov or what's his name? Your your enemy there. Uh, the young man I wrestled last night, Vladimir Koloff. Yeah, let's see, let's see what you got to say. I've got no, let's, nothing. Let's hear it. No, let's hear it. No, uh, he better call off it. the match. <laughs> this no, time, we, I'm going to fucking stomp his ass. We hear went it. in there last night, and uh, we went to work. And at the end of the day, I was about to get my win. I was about to, about to win the DCW heavyweight title. But, unfortunately, Ashton Spears came in 
kicked me in the head, popped me in the head, got me disqualified, or got the match. Uh, Vladimir Koloff disqualified. Mm. But regardless, on August 14th, we're going in there to uh, Ocean Springs, Mississippi, for a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Oh, which shit. should be pretty interesting because yeah. uh, it'll be my very first tables, ladders, and chairs match. My first ladder match. And, nice. uh, man... Let I'm him excited. know what's going to happen, Chris Paps. Let yeah. him know what's going to yeah, happen. You tell, I, you tell, I, I have you no tell idea what's going to happen. I know someone's going through a table. Someone's going to get hit with a chair. Someone's going to get hit with a ladder. Things are going to happen. People are going to be hurt. It's. I'm going to wake up Sunday going, why did I do that? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So when, what is this part of the DCW? Diamond Championship Wrestling. Ocean Springs, Mississippi. August 14th. Tables, oh. ladders, and chairs. We got bounties and yeah. beer versus a solution versus the pride. Oh, three-way. Three-way tag title match. Yeah. Well, if you're in the Mississippi Gulf Coast area, be sure to check that out. October 14th, Chris Baffs versus the world. Well, Chris, the bounties and beers versus the world. Yeah, bounties and beers. Me and Desperado Davis. Desperado Davis. Davis, yeah. Saw Walmart earlier. <laughs> hey man you nice. um, you excited hey, uh, for the wrestling remember like remember last night when i was like hey I'm, i'll see you tuesday and then i see you on the sunday it's kind of weird <laughs> well, i'm just gonna go. walk this way nice man hell yeah, yeah. All, well, yeah, well here at bloodthirsty times is all we got for this episode right this yeah that's episode. fun yeah i hope you guys enjoyed man it was a little bit different but uh yeah thank you guys again all the fans that are listening out there we really mm. appreciate everybody I got a doozy um, for us next week. Yeah, Ooh, Octavio's yeah. gonna be uh, Octavio's gonna be taking over, and I'm going on vacation. Hey, nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, Octavio, you got anything? Yeah, same as always. Uh, check us out on our socials. Please comments, like, interact with us. We'll respond. I promise. At uh, Bloodthirsty Times at Facebook and Instagram, BloodthirstyPod at gmail.com. Hmm. If wrestling doesn't work out, I'm just going back to porn. <laughs> no, you're just going to stick with the porn, huh? <laughs> Immediately, you start talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking why is this shit?